It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, joining me. Uh, as he does every Monday for a little Money Monday action, the Auburn banker himself, Lindsey Crosby. Lindsey, a ton of things to discuss that happened over the weekend. Auburn makes the Austin Davis hire for OC official, as well as Auburn lands the number one JUCO player in all of football, Jeffrey Imba. And then also, I kind of want to talk, if we have time at the end of the show, talk about some of the transfer portal losses and rank those and kind of have a discussion about that. But first things first, Lindsey. We got to talk about former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix is now an Oregon Duck. And thank you to Bo for announcing that Sunday afternoon, not late Sunday evening. But uh, yeah, Oregon fans are, are not happy about uh, about Bo Nix's decision to go there. Yeah, this very much feels to me like Bo Nix wanted to find a place where he could go and put up some stats. Uh, he's, he's coming in with Kenny Dillingham, who he's worked with before. Dillingham was here at Auburn for one year while Bo was here. And you're going to a defensive-minded head coach and what is arguably the weakest of the five Power Five conferences. You're not going there to win a national championship. You're going there to throw the ball around a bunch, hopefully put up some decent stats, and then go pro. It's kind of of what it sounds like. And they've been able to put guys into the league. Obviously, Marcus Mariota was the number two pick, and then Herbert. But... It's a different it's a different system. And I'm amazed. I'm not amazed. It's just, it's funny to me how as soon as he announced that, so many people on Twitter were like, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know that? Because it's a new head coach. It's a new who's offensive coordinator. Yeah, who's never been a head coach. Uh, Kenny Dillingham has never been a full-time play caller. And... When Bo was in his offense a few seasons ago, it wasn't great. So, like, why do you? What are you basing that off of? And Oregon, you know, traditionally has a better offensive line, and Oregon's going to have more talent than the vast majority of the teams they play on their schedule. All that's fine. So, like, maybe it's a good location for him to go. But fit? I don't. I, I don't. Maybe. And you know, for Bo Nix's sake, I hope it is. But I was just interested and, and semi blown away by that was the automatic response from the vast majority of the Auburn people I follow. Great fit for Bo Nix in Oregon. How, how how do you know that? It feels like that was kind of a just people's reflex because the last few coaches we've seen at Oregon have been willing to spread it out, run the quarterback, lots of deep shots, lots of flashy stuff, and right. so it kind of just feels like that's reflexive. But you have to keep in mind, and you know, and you you touched on this, like Dan Lanning's never been a head coach before. This is his very first head coaching job, and we know it doesn't always go well on your first shot. Um, Dillingham's never called plays. Like we don't know what the offense is going to look like. We don't know what kind of returning talent um, Oregon's going to have. There's a thing where if you've played four years of college football, they will put you in the draft unless you opt out by like early February. Uh, 
Oregon's got a lot of folks who could go to the draft or could come back. And we, and the default is you're in the draft unless you come back. And so like, we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know anything. And they start the season off against Georgia. So, yeah. so you don't have a lot of time to figure it out either folks. And that to me is the biggest thing where it's like, okay, Oregon's probably not winning a national championship in 2022. They have to play Georgia week one. It's in Atlanta. So it's going to be a home field thing for Georgia. And I mean, we saw Oregon travel pretty strongly to Dallas a few years ago, but that's going to be a tough one, you know, especially, I mean, there's going to be so many storylines for that game. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. with Dan Lanning going back and all that. It's going to be fun, but yeah, uh, I, I just don't think it's a situation for him to make a splash right away, but, you know, maybe he really got along with Dillingham. Maybe that was a stronger relationship than we realized that it was. But how interesting is it that Bo Nix's first start was against Oregon, and now he will be their quarterback. And it appears that he's going to be the favorite to start. I was hopping around a few Twitter spaces uh, run by Oregon Ducks, and they're having total meltdowns because they know, oh, Bo Nix isn't going to come you know, unless he was promised to be a starter or at least, you know, guaranteed a really, really solid shot at it. That's what they're so upset about. They're like, we don't have anybody better than Bo Nix. Uh-oh. And you're seeing all these national riders, Lindsay, share Bo's non-impressive numbers over the last three seasons. And you're just seeing opinions all over the place. I think Bo Nix is going to be fine at Oregon. I think Oregon's going to win a lot of games under Bo Nix. I don't think they're a national powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. But Oregon it will probably win more games in 2022 than Auburn will. I think we all can agree to that. And if Bo plays two seasons at Oregon like he's able to, he will probably accumulate more wins over those two years than he would if he had stayed at Auburn. So if that's his goal, props to him. Um, him wearing Nike stuff and all of his videos and pictures makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, my last two thoughts on Bo Nix, and then let's move on because cool. he has, uh, is number one, do they have Milo's sweet tea in Oregon? Is this a business opportunity for Milo's to expand beyond the Southeast? Um, so... Tough for him. I don't know what the equivalent of that is up there. Kombucha, maybe. I have no uh, idea. And then, and then two. Oregon is a lot closer to Canada. So when it talk, we talk about going pro and playing oh, pro, no. don't pro do this. football. Don't do this. Um, You're doing it. I mean, he's gonna have an NFL shot. Uh-huh. I just it would give. He's he's from the South. Uh-huh. He lives where they measure snow in inches, not feet. Uh-huh. He'll get a chance to check out some winters up north. Right. So that uh, at the end of his NFL. Just projecting based on college performance. Sure. He'll sure. be a little more accustomed to the cold if it ends up he needs to be in Canada to play professional. You went That's there. All I'm, you went there. I'm not saying he is Whatever. going to only be in the <laughs> CFL. I'm just saying maybe that larger football may help. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Best of luck to Bo Nix. Um, speaking of Oregon and the transfer portal, keep an eye on uh, the defensive tackle and the cornerback coming from the Oregon Ducks. I think oh. that is going to be a very, very likely possibility that they become Auburn Tigers. And speaking of the Pacific Northwest, we're bringing somebody from up there back to Auburn and Austin Davis. That is right. And we will talk about the Austin Davis official hire next. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I've been looking for years for daily college fantasy sports. Prize Picks gave it to me. They have absolutely knocked it out of the park. I can't imagine watching a slate full of games anymore without having something tied to prize picks. 
It's so fun. And really, I'm not just saying this. It's easy to win. It's set up for you to win. It's not like Vegas. It's set up for you to win. They give you the number, and it's like, I think so-and-so can outperform that number and that stat. You can pick two to five entries, pair them all together however you want. You can win up to 10 times your entry on any deposit. Uh, be sure to check out prizepicks.com. And when you make your deposit, you can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Just use the promo code Locked On. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, shout out to our local partners here at Locked On Auburn. Fetch Me Home Delivery. They have a great app and they have partnered with a ton, a ton of local restaurants as well as national chains. But go to fetchmedelivery.com or go to Fetch Me in Your Phone's app store. Look, there's so many national brands now with food delivery. Fetch Me has them beat by a mile because they have that personal touch. And if there's ever an issue, which there rarely is, but if there ever is, you know you have the peace of mind that your family's dinner is taken care of. You can contact them through the app. You can call them. A real human will answer that's just a few miles down the road from you, and I think that's pretty cool. So be sure to check out our friends at fetchmedelivery.com or download their free app. Just search Fetch Me Delivery in your phone's app store and use promo code LOCALMEAL to get a little bit knocked off the top of that order price-wise. Lindsay, you teed it up perfectly. Austin Davis, we talked about this all last week, but it is now official. Austin Davis will be the next offensive coordinator for the Auburn Tigers. And I think how Seattle responded to this news when Auburn broke it, I think it said a whole lot. When Auburn put out the official tweet on Twitter, they used a quote from Pete Carroll, which kind of tells me that they, he got Pete Carroll's blessing, Brian Harson did to make this. And then Russell Wilson, Seattle's quarterback, quote tweeted it saying, you know, how great Austin Davis was. And then you saw Trevon Reed, who was a former teammate with him, and now they're together on the staff. It seems like everyone that interacts with this dude thinks he's really, really special. And it's people that don't really have to say anything, and they're choosing to. And I think think that means something. Yeah, and the thing that I keep coming back to and noticing on all of these comments and all of the quotes about Austin Davis is how how he went from like being a backup in the NFL in 2017 to where he is now because he's such a great teacher. He's got such a great understanding of the game and a passion and and a knowledge for what teams are trying to do and how to attack it. And so, you know, like mentally he's so incredibly sharp and he's so fast. And so I love the fact that he's going to be the guy coming in and coordinating the offense and, He's never, I've never seen him call a game, but I would expect it to look a lot like what you see from Kyle Shanahan's 49ers, Sean McVay's Rams, and then some of what you see from Seattle. A lot of, a lot of run game, lots of motion, play action, right? Uh, throwing in deep shots randomly in there. And, and I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. I think this is probably the most excited I've been for a day in a while because as of now, barring some sort of impact transfer, we don't have a clear-cut number one quarterback, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of mystery as far as what is the offense going to look like. And that's exciting as an Auburn fan to just think about. They got a young, fresh offensive mind that the NFL respects the heck out of. Sure. Loves the guy. See what this is going to look like here at Auburn. Yeah, and I wanted to look at Pete Carroll's quarterback coaches during his time in Seattle, so 2010 and on. And he's got a tree that, you know, 
goes farther back than that, like Sark, you know, in the early 2000s and all that. But just since he's been at Seattle, you know, who have been his quarterback coaches? So in 2010, he had Jeff Fish. Um, Seattle made it to the playoffs that year. And then in 2011 through 2012, he went to be the OC for the Miami Hurricanes. He was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach there. So an identical jump. And then he later became Jacksonville's OC for a few seasons. And then he went to be Michigan's quarterback, receiver, and passing game coordinator for two seasons. And then he spent two years with the LA Rams. And then he was the quarterback's coach for New England in 2020. He coached this guy, Cam Newton. And then in 2021, um, now he's the head coach at Arizona. So a pretty good path there if you want to look at that. And then after, after Fish left... Pete Carroll had, through 2011 through 2017, Carl Smith was Seattle's QB coach. Um, they had, an obviously, an awesome run in those seven years. I think they went to both their Super Bowls during that time. And then he got elevated to Seattle assistant head coach. And then in 2019, he went to Houston to be their quarterback's coach. And then in 2021, or this year, he, he's back with Seattle as their associate head coach. And then um, in 18 and 19, David Canales. He was, uh, he, he's now Seattle's passing game coordinator, and he's been there. So that's, uh, that's kind of what we're looking at. Pete Carroll, in my opinion, based on the track record of those guys, he's either keeping those guys around, which Pete Carroll is a winning NFL coach, so I, I think that's an endorsement in and of itself, or they go on and you know kind of move up and down between college and the pros and find success. I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's obvious, and, and from talking to folks in the NFL, Pete Carroll is big on on te- like what he prioritizes from his staff and from 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 his coaches is he wants you to be a hands-on teacher. He wants you to understand the position. He wants you to be in there. And from what I understand, Pete Carroll still himself coaches a position group like at practice every day. He's running around in a position group. And so knowing that like the guys that they've brought in have been head coach quality, you know, and looking at Jed Fish now running this, the job at Arizona, right? Or they're trying to keep these guys in the system. And if they leave, they're trying to get them back because they understand how good of teachers these guys are. Um, the fact that they took Austin Davis and said, hey, you're great as a backup quarterback. We want to make you a coach, you know, because he, t- he didn't have a ton of the arm talent. Um, that just tells me that they're really, they're really impressed with him. And um, the fact that he's going to be an offensive coordinator, I think, is a – step up in his career, but this is not his last job. And the, the way fact, that Dave treated this, he's going to go on to something bigger and better at some point in time from Auburn. Yeah, you would think. And, and Auburn should hope that. Auburn should hope that that happens. That means he was successful here. But the fact that, like you said, he was a, a perennial backup in the NFL and around the same age as Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson respects the heck out of him, you know how hard that is to do? I mean, there's so much ego yeah. and, you know, alpha and testosterone in that in that industry. And Russell has, you know, the the respect for a guy that he was a like Russell's clearly a better quarterback than what Austin Davis was during his playing days. But clearly he brings enough to the table and is able to push Russell Wilson enough as a coach that he respects him. And I was talking to the guy that runs Seahawks Wire uh, for USA Today. And he's talked before about Russell Wilson has about how um, how great a teacher he is, and so I think that's cool. I think that's something that whoever it is 
that is next in line to be Auburn's quarterback needs. Whether it's TJ Finley taking that next step, whether it's Davis, Demetrius Davis, who, you know, clearly Austin Davis has worked with, with a mobile quarterback like him, or if it's Holden Gariner or whoever the transfer is. Maybe that's part of the, 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 pitching, um, the pitching process for bringing another quarterback in through the transfer portal. So the more I look at this guy, the more I like him. And also I like how he's clearly okay with you know it being Brian Harson's guy. And look, Brian Harson did his due diligence on this guy. Mm-hmm. He called Pete Carroll first to get information. And then they had like an informal chit-chat, it sounds like. Then they had a formal interview, and apparently they had, like, another informal interview after that. Like, they got to know each other. And so many people were asking the question, like, what's the tie? I still don't know what the tie is. I don't fully understand that. That hasn't been reported anywhere. But, you know, maybe he just heard good things. Maybe he just heard good things about the guy, and he's like, I want to learn more about him, and then I want him to be on my team. And I think that's kind of what happened. I don't think there always has to be a clear-cut tie for everything. Hearing that his teammates respect him as much as they do and then trying to think about what else this guy has done at Auburn in the recent history, I think the tie might be Trevon Reed. Trevon Reed just absolutely killed it recruiting, you know, all the way up to early signing day. Trevon Reed played with Austin Davis. They, They were on the same NFL roster for a while. And so it's entirely possible that Trevon Reed went to Harson and said, hey, this guy's really great. At least go talk to him. Yeah, I don't think they were that close. So I looked at that after I wrote a story about Trevon Reed's tweet saying like their former teammates or whatever. But he was only in Seattle for 2017 as a backup quarterback. And Trevon, I think, was only there for training camp. So like, I don't think they were there for that. I I don't think Trevon spent all of 17 on Seattle. So I, I don't know how long they were teammates for. It's still a fun story. I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. I want to give Trevon Reed credit for anything I possibly You're can right. until proven otherwise. You're right. He's I'm had definitely. a great he's he's had a great couple weeks on the trail. Now that Austin Davis is here, Trevon obviously can't go out and recruit off campus anymore. But um, I just I want to give the man all the credit possible. Real quick, let's play this game just for a second because we got to talk okay. about Embon the transfer portal stuff. People are saying, and I'm in this boat too. Give Trevon Reed a full time on on the field coaching role. Let's just say, okay, okay, cool, we're doing that. Where are you putting him? So he played receiver and he played DB. He played DB in the NFL. What do you do? Where where are you putting him? Because you're putting him at corners. Because it's like mm-mm, Zach Etheridge, you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, you put him at safeties because, like, I guess technically. Well, I mean, Derek Mason's the safeties guy, so do you do that? But you still have to get rid of somebody. So what does that look like? I don't think you can have Austin Davis and Trevon Reed on the same coaching staff. The only way I think you could work that out would be to put Trevon Reed as the receivers coach and Eric Keesaw as the offensive coordinator. And I think we have more to be excited about by the unknown quantity of Austin Davis the potential the you know the the ceiling could be lower we don't know but the floor is higher right. with Austin Davis than with Eric Keesaw as the offensive coordinator so I don't know how you would work that out I'm I mean I'm still banging the drum of I want some money for special teams and so it's hard to find a place to put Trevon Reed when you've got Etheridge when you've got um 
Mason doing the defensive backs? Right. And where do you lose somebody to add somebody? I mean, he's probably, I'm sure that's something Harson's going to work on. Harson's going to work on getting this guy to the point where when we have an opening, if Mason does move on to, you know, to another job in a year or two, if Etheridge is poached by somebody to come coordinate or something like that, yeah. that we can put Trevon Reed in there. But I just, I don't necessarily think we have that yet. So do everything you can when they're on campus with them. Learn more about co- coaching and teaching that position right? so that when the chance is available, you've developed from within and you have a new coach. And I, I think you nailed it. I think, you know, Harson is so loyal to his dudes, which I, I think is going to be a blessing and a curse at some points, you know, during his stint here. But I wouldn't be shocked if Mason eventually leaves. However he leaves, I don't know. Schmetting becomes Auburn's next DC. And then Schmetting may kind of still be over linebackers with a specialty similar to how Derek Mason is with safeties. And then maybe you maybe you put Zach Etheridge at safety because that's actually what he played in college. And then maybe you put Trevon at corners. Um, or maybe you just name Zach Etheridge defensive backs coach and you just kind of have, um, have Trevon there but be like the primary recruiter. I mean, you know, there's so many different things you could do, but... I bet it's something similar to that. Just because Harson is so into like taking care of his dudes and being surrounded by his dudes, that, that may be what we see. I don't know. But that's just that's just something that I've heard a ton about. And um, you know, please promote Trevon Reed. You know, that's just kind of what we've heard. And I, I just kinda of wanted to address that because I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Hey, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props and odds and lines than ever before as football season continues. It's March to the playoffs for the NFL. And of course, bowl season off to a really, really fun start at the college ranks. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, they've got everything. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Also, the, the holiday season, you should grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, yet high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Head to built.com. They've got a ton of different flavors, a ton of different bars, a ton of different products if you want something other than protein bars to kind of keep your uh, your fitness level high and your diet strong. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Lindsey Crosby, Auburn on Sunday afternoon, landed the number one JUCO player in the country, Jeffrey Embaugh. He announced on his um, the French TV station, which is pretty cool. And then he also went live on his Instagram shortly after that. But, Lindsay, I think Emba will be Auburn's best defensive lineman in 2022. I think if you watch him for just a few minutes, his pursuit is crazy. His first step is awesome. He's very, very strong. The guy goes by the name Thanos, for goodness sake. And I think Colby Wooden and Derek Hall possibly go to the draft. So, I think if those two guys leave, those two guys leave, Emba has the body already to compete in an SEC level. I think this guy can be as good as his coaching staff could possibly get him. And with Nick Eason being there, I think Embaugh's a lot for the NFL in a few seasons. Yeah, I mean, a Juco guy isn't always ready to contribute. And and technique-wise, 
Mbaugh's probably not there. I mean, he he didn't grow up playing football. He's still newer to the sport. But like you said, 6'6", he runs like he's a small dude. Yeah. I mean, he he is fast. His pursuit is great. He moves he's left and right like, he, like he's smaller as well. Yeah, I mean, just size, raw power, athleticism. He's got all of that. Right. And so I see him, the closest comp to what we're going to use him for, I feel like it's probably Colby Wooden. He's going to be something like that. I expect to see a lot of three technique, five technique. Right. He's not going to play the middle, but he's going to be that guy that your edge rushers are better when you have interior pass rush. And he's going, I mean, just his sheer, his sheer athleticism, he's going to give, he's going to beat guards, you know, beat guards, beat tackles on the inside just by the sheer speed and quickness that he has. And having Nick Easton, I think, is a blessing in disguise because. I trust Nick Eason to take a a raw but highly skilled you know player and teach him the technique he needs to be elite. Right. Um, if if Eason is as good of a coach as we think he is, and we have no reason to think he's not, yeah, Jeffrey Embaugh has the potential has has the the physical potential to be a first round pick in two years. Um, like you said, he's probably going to be one of the better off uh, defensive linemen we have. And I'm just thinking about like on fourth downs, putting out Jeffrey Embaugh, you know, and just, and then like you have, you can have four speed rushers on the field and one of them can be 300 pounds. And right. it's, there's a lot to love. Yeah. His stuff right now, it's all against junior college talent, right? So take that for what it's worth. But he's dominating that opposing talent, which is good. But he's still doing things like he's not going to be able to run down running backs in the SEC like he was at the junior college level. So, like, we got to take some of this into consideration when we're talking about upside here. But, you know, you, you mentioned he's still raw. He plays very, very high. He needs to work on his pad level. You know, that, those are kind of some of those things. But his first step's really, really good. You can tell his instincts are there. And there's plays where there's a running back kind of dancing around the backfield, and he's doing a good job kind of mirroring them while this dude's in front of him trying to block, but he's got that strength to kind of maintain that separation from his uh, the guys trying to block him. So there's a lot to like about Jeffrey Embaugh, and his size and athleticism is great. I love the passion that he approaches the game with. There was a, there's a video that's out there now that um, he and Brian Harson are hugging. And uh, it's hard not to tear up watching that because he's so happy of where he's going. And, and Brian Harson and him, I mean, they shared a moment. That was a really, really special thing. I'm glad it was caught on camera because this is uh, this is what you're getting with Emba. The, the, the guy's an emotional player, and I think he's going to fit in really, really well. Somebody in our Discord wrote a small book about that hug, broke down the video of that hug. Oh, yeah? 17 seconds. I mean, like they were in there. You can like you can see them talking to each other. There's, you know, there's there's backpats and like talk. I mean, it was he's a passionate guy, and so I love. I feel good about Auburn's ability to take that passion and direct it where it needs to go. And I see him as being one of those guys that is incredibly approachable and fun to talk to. You know, in the interview room or off the field, and then when, and then between, you know, between the sidelines, he's just an absolute monster. And uh, it's. Auburn has done really well with the JUCO guys in particular in this cycle. The number one cornerback, the number one safety, the number one overall JUCO prospect. Auburn's done really well. And a bunch of of those guys, they mentioned coming to the Iron Bowl and how much that atmosphere and how much the fight that Auburn showed influenced their decision. So just this, this coaching staff is out there 
you know, the Cruton Finger's doing work, you guys. The Cruton Finger's real. It's not going anywhere. And if you want a Cruton Finger shirt, go to AUShirts.com. It's the best one out there. High quality, good design, all that good stuff. But, yeah, the the thing I'm excited to see, Lindsay, it, and you already saw a little bit of this when Auburn announced it on Twitter when he had signed, but Auburn's so good at getting behind its players, and I I, I can't wait to see what they do with the French language and the French culture to support him and build him up. Because I think that's going to be something that Auburn's creative team is so stinking good at. And the fan base grabs onto anything they can to support their dudes. I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. I have already seen somebody from Auburn staff tweet the French version of War Damn Eagle. And I am here for it. It was Usher. I mean, Darren Usher. It was Usher, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it... It is this fan base will absolutely um, get behind him. I'm excited to see. I mean, we know we have a fan in D Ford in the UK. I'm excited to see the Auburn brand sent out to France and their game, our games to be carried live That's in France. Right. I think there's a lot of potential here for Auburn to to grow the fan base as well. But just a great get by Auburn and and um, a fantastic player. Lindsey Crosby, we did not have time to get over uh, go over all the transfer portal departures and ranking them as far as impact. We will do that later in the week at some point here on the show. The article's up at auburnwire.com if you want to read it. Lindsay, how can folks find you, hear you, listen to you, support you, all that good stuff? I am at Auburn Bank on all the socials and in our Discord. Uh, you can check me out 7 to 9, Monday through Friday on News Talk WANI. And you can buy our stuff at AUShirts.com. That's right. That's right. We'll be back tomorrow for a Charlie Tuesday right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.